Hi, everyone. Welcome to our clinical scenario on bradycardias. Um, for those listening on a podcast, uh, there is an ECG uh, involved in this uh, station, so please log on and have a look uh, when you can. So the scenario is a 73-year-old male comes to the emergency department presenting with a loss of consciousness. Please, can you first talk through how you would approach assessing the patient? So um, the first most important thing is to try and take a thorough history, try and understand uh, if this gentleman has, who's coming with syncope, has got a cardiac, uh, cardiac cause to a syncope. So I want to understand about the event itself, um, what happened, um, specifically whether there are any preceding symptoms. I mean, specific things I'm thinking about are things like chest pain, uh, shortness of breath, palpitations, um, and whether he had any warning symptoms. Uh, and then finally, the event itself, the actual loss of consciousness, whether it was a true loss of consciousness, what he remembers about the event, and um, what happened afterwards. So, you know, did he, uh, was he, was he completely lucid as soon as he woke up or did he feel a bit um, uh, uh, um, groggy? Uh, did he have, uh, or did he notice anything else after the event? Um, and also asking him whether this happened before, um, whether this is associated with exercise, um, so thinking about structural causes, whether he had, might have, for example, aortic stenosis, um, and uh, yeah, what are the common triggers, if this does happen, but what are the common triggers, have they always resulted in the same symptoms and same loss of consciousness, and were there any collateral histories for those events as well? Um, and then try to understand if he's got any cardiac background, so has he had any previous um, noted arrhythmias or any previous cardiac um, issues uh, that would help point me towards the cause here and um, then understanding what medications he might be on see so things that particularly might drop his uh, drop his blood pressure um, or make it bradycardic and then uh, also asking uh, the social history how this might be affecting his day-to-day -day life and uh, whether he's um, yeah, how troubled he is by these events and who, and just who's at home with him in terms of safety. Uh, and then moving on, I'd assess the patient. So I'd get a basic set of OBS um, and assess him in an A to E format, um, particularly looking for um, things such as uh, aortic, signs of aortic stenosis and signs of severe aortic stenosis um, and feeling his pulse, if it's regular or irregular, whether there are any significant pauses and also um, uh, seeing, list, list, listening to his chest to see if he's got any signs of left heart failure and assessing whether he has any signs of right heart failure as well. Um, then I'd go on to do simple investigations. So I'd do blood tests, um, particularly at electrolytes, which may cause bradycardias or pauses. Um, and I'd also think about, uh, I'd also get a 12 lead ECG um, as well as thinking about doing a um, uh, simple things like a BM glucose uh, um, and uh, a chest x-ray and uh, the blood. Okay, I'll, st I'll stop you there. Thank you. Um, so the patient from your history 
is an examination is stable, but is feeling a little bit lightheaded still. Um, here is his ECG. What I'd like you to do is please describe the ECG and, and describe also how you'd go about managing this patient. Okay. So this isn't an ECG um, showing a regular regular rhythm uh, at a rate of 30 beats a minute, and there's no obvious association between the P waves and the QRS complexes. So this is complete heart block. Um, so therefore, I would immediately uh, make sure the patient was in a place of safety um, and I would uh, I'm very worried about this because he's very very bradycardic and he's still symptomatic so I would um, consider moving him to uh, uh, CCU uh, where we can um, where we can consider further therapies for the moment whilst he's in a I would consider giving him atropine um, and thereafter, I could uh, consider starting with isoprenaline and I'd also think about consenting him uh, for, a, for a temporary pacing wire. Uh, and I, I think about taking him actually, possibly even actually, sorry, straight to the catalyst for a temporary pacing wire, even though he's so, uh, so, brad so bradycardic. That might be my direct route. Uh, for this patient. Uh, okay, uh, so let's say you admit the patient to the CCU as you described. Uh, you've started them on an isoprenaline infusion. Talk to me about indications where you would need to escalate his care to a temporary pacing wire. What would be the uh, red flag indications? Um, so I think if he was, uh, so if he was still very symptomatic, um, Overnight, so we continue to feel uh, very dizzy uh, or very pre-syncopal. Um, I think if he was uh, losing consciousness, that would definitely be an indication to put temporary wire in. Um, if he um, we start to have if he started to become even more bradycardic and the isoprenaline wasn't working, that'd be a reason to put it in the temporary pacing wire overnight. Um, if he went into cardiogenic shock and was very hypotensive, that'd be a reason to put it in the temporary pacing wire as well. Okay, uh, so you mentioned initially that you would think about inserting a temporary pacing wire um, straight off the bat. Talk to me through what's involved in a temporary pacing wire insertion. Um, so for temporary pacing wire insertion, you would uh, access access the, the femoral uh, vasculature, and you'd put the wire th through the uh, femoral vasculature up to the uh, up, up through the uh, 
abdominal vessels into the right atrium through the tricuspid valve and down into the right ventricle. And then your temporary pacing wire would sit there um, and pace the ventricles um, at a faster rate than the current um, than the current rate. And then this would be attached uh, attached to um, a pacemaker box um, and the pacemaker box would be set at a particular rate and that would uh, pace the ventricles at a particular rate overnight uh, for as long as we need it. Okay, uh, thank you. That ends the scenario. Okay, thanks so much.